Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? <clears throat> so that picture of that book, did you see the title? Yeah. Uh, uh, how, how to, to get your... So your husband will listen. Yeah. So I tweet... Uh, why must people complicate things? Ladies, you want your husband to listen to you. Put his manhood in your hand and hold it there just before you suck his dick. You'll find you have his strict attention. So a guy tweets back, a double dick named man would never think of that. What is a double dick named man? I have no idea. A double dick named man. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> If there's anybody out there that knows what a double dick name man is, what the fuck is that? Maybe he spelled it wrong or something. No, I'm I'm about to hit him right now and ask what the fuck is that. Uh, hey, by the time we finish this podcast, we should have an answer. We should have an answer. What the fuck is a double dick name man? Like a man with two dicks? But that's not real. This kind of conversation is weed conversation, and I haven't smoked. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck is a double dicked name man? I need an answer within an hour. See. Well, hopefully he hits us back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So we're doing the episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's not even the fucking. That's not the grand. That's not the grand intro. We were looking that for. we should probably have because today is the day, isn't it? Which day? Which day do you want it to be? Oscars. Yeah, it's the Oscars. Then yay! There we go. It's the Oscars. It feels right now. There's the energy. We're here on a red carpet. Uh, yeah, the gray kind of red carpet. Uh, looked like it might have been a murder scene in here. This is Aries is staying at the Fairmont. I am staying at the Pacific Motor Inn. <laughs> my room. My room is literally the whole room. The bathroom. The room. You're standing in a closet with a with a with a bathtub. Yeah, it's the same. And the same, bed is the bathtub. It's the same size as your as your uh, bathroom. Hey, I've gotten lucky, man. I've had two weeks in a row of staying in uh, beautiful hotels. Yeah, that last one. It was yeah, huge. That last one was a house. Yeah. Uh, this is this is nice though. And, and this ain't bad either. And, and this hotel is really fancy. 
Uh, it was three dollars and fifty cents for me to get a twenty uh, ounce Coke. How much? Three dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, mine's was three forty, and it's water. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is uh some fancy shit, but it ain't always like this. So I, I I've I got lucky two weeks in a row, man. Well, let's see. Now we are we are we were doing our movie uh, lead up into the Oscars. So yeah. Do you want to talk about the Oscars at all first, or you want to just do our movies and then well, talk about the Oscars? Let's talk about the Oscars. All right. Let's see. I got to pull up all my my knowledge. It's called the phone. I don't oh. have any real knowledge. <laughs> phone has everybody's knowledge. Uh, and look for what we want to talk about on here. Uh, do you want to talk about Get Out at all? Sure. I, you, I mean, I know it's 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 uh, a lot of black people feel like it's being disrespected because they put it under comedy. Yeah, and not, and not, not was it was it supposed to be a horror or a thriller? Well, it was a horror film, comedy slash comedy. They right. put it under, and that's what they put it under. And they're treating it like it's a comedy. It is kind of humorous. It's like because it's over the the idea of what they were doing is, is it humorous? Now I haven't seen it. To be fair, uh, there's humorous characters in the movie. The overall uh, tone of the movie and what it I think what it deals with mm-hmm. is not is is. Is current, not necessarily humorous, but that's how we—that's how humor is supposed to be. Where you introduce some things that people don't talk about with humor to get the conversation going. White people, white people, you you guys just you guys just love us being funny. We can't ever be serious. Uh, <laughs> from what I know, from what and, and you saw the movie, right? Yeah, I saw the tell movie. Me if I I'm liked wrong. the movie a lot. Oh, yeah, okay. So you know, niggas dealing with white supremacy should be funny. No, <laughs> it should be taken funny. No, and there's actually there's a scene in the movie that is that that is kind of that was funny when you see a movie. Uh, and I don't know if you haven't seen the movie, it's been out a year. It's kind of your own fault if there's any spoilers in this. So uh, there's a scene in the movie where uh, the dude who's who doesn't know he's captured yet, and uh, they the, this old guy who like they're basically they're auctioning off. Uh, black dudes mm-hmm. and they're gonna put the brain of this the old white dude inside the black dude's head he'll they're he'll gonna spray, a, they're gonna put an old white man's brain in a black dude's head yeah so he will the the, the white dude continues to live mm-hmm. in the in the black dude's body right but uh the black dude's head goes into the sunken place so he's still in there he operates his body but not as he's not in charge of it anymore Mm. It's the white dude, that, but and the reason that the black dude is because one of the white dudes says, "Well, black is very fashionable right now." Mm. So, so they just basically are using the black guy's body. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say if they're gonna take something from him, they didn't want to take his penis. Yeah, they took his penis. They did. They really? They did because it's his whole body. Oh, okay. 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 So, like the there's a scene where the lady, uh, the older lady, is with her younger now a younger. Uh-huh. Black man as her that's her husband, right. but it's in the the young black dude's body. Wow! Because they put his head, they put his brain into that body. So when you see it though, it's kind of like it's a little campy. Like you, the guy's going to cut up open his head, mm-hmm. and you can see the two brain. You know, you see the two brains there, right. and they're going to switch the brains out. Right. So it, it there is some campiness to it. This is why I think they made it a comedy. Uh it was a really good movie, and the idea of it was really good and really thoughtful. Like it was real well thought out. Yeah. But the character, the comic relief character, the guy, the, his uh, friend, is a TSA agent, mm. and that dude is funny throughout the whole thing. Him trying to tell uh, anybody who will listen because he's trying to get his, rescue his friend, 
that there to get out to get to get to get away from where because he makes a phone call. I, I'm explaining the whole movie, and everybody's like, "Oh, nah, I've seen this." So, but just quickly, well, I have it. Yeah, so. so he makes a phone call to his friend. And his friend's trying is a TSA agent trying to find him, and uh, so he's going to the police and trying to tell everybody who will listen to him his story about his friend who's been captured by a white woman who's who's keeping him hostage and is going to you know they don't know what he's doing, but uh, and everybody's laughing at it like this isn't a possibility. So that's the that's the comic part of the movie. That's the very comedy part of the, about the movie. Wow. So yeah, I gotta check it out, man. You do. I, I know out. you've you've been you've been holding out, but it's worth seeing. <laughs> uh, but he's up for a director. Uh, Peel's up for a director. Best uh, director? I think it's best. Yeah, best director, best written. I uh, let me try to go through this thing and see. Let's start with the our uh, our list. We left off at uh, thirty six. I, I th- we we did thirty six, which was Rocky. Yeah, you. Man. I love to hear myself do that because I got these headphones on. So it, it sounds really good. It sounds really good. <laughs> no, but I like that in in your act, uh, you kind of pulled away from doing, you know, the impressions. Yeah. And so when everybody comes, not, out, not on purpose. I just felt like you know you have more. Well, no, I, on my on my first um, on my special before the comedy blueprint, Hollywood look, I'm smiling. I, I kind of threw it all out there. So. Uh, I was like, you know, I don't want to do the same ones again. Right. And the only new ones that I have that I haven't done is Stallone and Statham. Well, what I think is funny about it, though, is when people come up to you at the end of the show now, mm-hmm. and uh, they go, oh, you didn't do any impressions. And you go, no, I did I did yeah, Rocky. I did, yeah, I did yeah, Rocky. Yeah. And then and then that's it. Well, they specifically want to hear the same shit, the Jay-Z and the yeah. DMX but and all that. But that's because your Jay-Z is like one of the best Jay-Z's ever. I, I'm struggling to... to, to figure out a way to put this in a bit because sometimes and i think i've explained this before i'll use twitter as like a as like fishing you know the joke is 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 the is debate and then i you know once you hit send that's you throw the the line into the water and depending on how many people respond positively that's your bite that's your catch and i'm hoping yeah. you know when i reel it back in holy shit i got this many retweets or this many likes or this many comments, I go, okay, there's a joke behind that. Because actually, the new joke that I do, the gold bonds, yeah. I, t- I tweeted that. Yeah. And then, and then uh, where did I write that joke? We were at Levity in New York, in New York Nyack. Yeah. And uh, and it got such a crazy response of people just, you know, laughing emojis. I went, okay, this might be a, yeah. might be a joke. So every now and then, I'll throw something out. And depending on what I get back, it'll inspire me to go, maybe this is a bit... And I'm really not sure how to make this a joke yet because certain things work better as tweets than actual stand-up bits unless you can really formulate it. But long story short, I asked the question. I said, guys, if you were out on a first date with a woman and she flat out asked you during a date, yo, can you fuck? What movie line would you quote as your response? It's pretty funny. And I said, I would quote Liam Neeson from Taken. I have a particular set of skills, <laughs> and I, and a lot of a lot of the fellas liked it, and I had just found myself all day trying to do Liam Neeson, and and and, and there were times when I would listen to it, and I thought maybe I kind of was in the ballpark because he's got that gravelly voice a little bit with that. What is his background nationality? Uh, I don't know. Is he like Irish or some shit? I don't think it's Irish. It's something I think, right? It, it is, but it, I, I think it's is it. But the way he says it, yeah. he just. He, I have a particular set of skills, you know, and I, I just kept doing that, man. And uh, I love some of the people's responses on it. Uh, 
one dude wrote back, uh, and I know we're getting a little off topic here, but one dude wrote, uh, of course, Scarface, say hello to my little friend. Somebody else, a black dude, hit the white guy and was like, dude, did you think that through? (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorites was uh, uh, one dude quoted uh, fucking... Nick Cage from Face Off. I could eat a peach for hours. You know, I just, I, some of these, and I said this before, some of these motherfuckers on Twitter, man, be like comedians. But uh, to go back to the original point, uh, Stallone, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 man. Fuck. That's how, but I like when you say that, and they're like, oh, yeah, you did do that. And then you just yeah. move on. Yeah, and I, you know, but, uh, and, 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 you know, it's the, the, the thing about this podcast, man, is sometimes I forget. And that's why I always ask you, did we talk about that? Did I mention that? Did I talk about the greatness of the Rocky movies? Do you remember? I don't remember if you did. Yeah. And if I did, forgive me, y'all. But ladies, uh, please. You talked a little bit about your dad. About- yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I remember that. And you know, we you recently found out how many people we have listening to this. Downloading right? it. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm, I'm so, I felt kind of, you know, proud last night. When this Hispanic dude was like, yo, I listen to y'all's podcast. Because it's the first time I actually met someone that listened was opposed to the people on Twitter that tell us yeah. they listen. Um, and he really listened. Like he was. He, yeah, he, he really listened. He and, 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 and I would love to know, though, the demographics, though. Like, like I, I'm assuming it's mostly guys. But yeah. I'd be interested to know. And I've gotten a few emails from a girl or two, but how many women listen. But anyway, ladies, um, Rocky is, 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 is man's religion. You want you want your man to lo- to really love you, and I, and I, again, I don't know if I said this before, but I'll say it again because I think it's worth saying. Sit down with your man on the couch, have a day blocked off where you could just go through the Rocky Marathon. And I say there's seven Rockies. I know technically five people don't count Rack- Rocky Balboa the movie as the next Rocky, but fuck that. I lump them all together. If Sly is in it, and he's going, you, it's fucking Rocky. <laughs> so after Rocky five, there's Rocky Balboa slash Rocky six, and then Creed, Rocky seven. And then the new one of Creed two will actually be Rocky eight. Um, but from one to seven, sit down with your man, shut the fuck up, make him his favorite sandwich. Get him a cheesesteak, pizza, fried chicken, whatever the fuck he likes. And just watch him watch Rocky. And it ain't just the obvious, the boxing and the machoism that your man is going to love, that we all love about Rocky. There's fucking moments that are to teach you women what being a woman is all about. To stand by your man no matter what. And as I proudly admit, there's moments in Rocky where I have fucking shed tears. You know, Adrian, if you don't want me mixing up with Creed, uh, you know, we can make up some other kind of way. You know what I want you to do? Yeah. Come here. Yeah. When? What are we waiting for? Let's take him. Oh, (laughs) fucking chills. That's Rocky too when she wakes up out of the coma. Uh, you know, and fucking finally tells him, hey, do what you do. Be a man. Go go get it the way you were born and bred to get it. And of course, the dick hard music is the din, 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 din. Um, and even when she's in a coma, 
you know, I, Patrice mentioned this on Opie and Anthony. Um, you know, for all the Rockies, he really can act. Uh, when she's in a coma and he's reading, reading to her and shit, and she comes out of it, and he was like, "I knew you'd make it." You know, it's 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 some of that, but just just somebody acting. You know, this, this motherfucker to cry in Rocky Three when Mickey died. Mick, Mick, you can't do Mick. You got more to do, Mick. Whatever you want to do, do it. Mick, this is uh, it fucking it, it gets me it gets me no Adrian is confused my doogie it's all wrong Tommy that's fucking great do it you know what's I, and I'm not even saying anything right now as I'm watching you do this because I know people who are listening to this won't understand this isn't like Aries just hyping it up there's a he, passion he baby. really loves these Rocky movies like they fuck when people say shit like yo certain forms of art music theater TV, movies, they speak to me. And I know it ain't just me. Those Rocky movies speak to the Neanderthal <laughs> of men. So if we're out, guys, and uh, you see Aries and you want to say hi to him, don't come up to him and like punch him in the arm trying to get his attention. Just shout out a Rocky line. Yeah. And he will turn around and talk to you from that moment. We, we, were, we were like this, Tommy. <laughs> like the fucking scene in Rocky Five, which again, I always argue with people. People say Rocky Four is the best Rocky ever. No, I think it's one of the worst. Uh, Rocky Five was so underrated and people call that the worst. The story of him losing everything and, and going back to the slums of Philly, taking on Tommy Morrison, the Duke, training him. The Duke betrays him. And then there's the the, the, the fight scene in the, in, the, in, the, in the alley, in the streets. But when he goes in and he fucking disrespects Rocky verbally and then Paulie jumps in and goes, you know, the kid, the guy spit blood for you. He put you ahead of his own family. You're garbage. They get out of here, Tommy. And he mushes Tommy and Tommy hits him. And then Rocky goes, boy, and he, and he, he goes down to Paulie and Paulie checks his teeth and his lip to see if he got a tooth knocked loose. He's blood in his hand. He goes, should have left him on the street where he found him, Rock. And Stallone stands up. He looks at him and goes, all right, you knocked him down. Why don't you try knocking me down now? And Tommy goes, I, I'll do you any place, anywhere, anytime. Just get in the ring. And Rocky goes, my ring's outside. <laughs> you could hear the shift of my dick in my jeans <laughs> as it rubs into hard wood. It just, it's fucking, oh, God. Now, I know we're already way off the track here, but did you, the Tommy Morrison story on? Yeah, on, on 30, that, that was crazy, on 30 for 30. And you know what's funny? I, I didn't know he was from Kansas City uh, and where he would hang out. Yeah. That's where the old Stanford and Sons comedy club oh, really? was. Oh, yeah. And I, I think I told you, like, like when we did Kansas City before, where we got the barbecue yeah. from Gates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before thanks, I did, thanks, Gates. Yeah, thanks, Gates. Before I did improv, I would do uh, Stanford and Sons. Um, and that was in right in the heart of downtown Kansas City. And that place used to fucking bang. Yeah. So he, you know, to the story, he would get blasted and wasted in a lot of those bars. Um, and everybody just covered up for him. And covered up for him. And, 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 and listen, man, when, when Tommy Morrison when his, was in his prime, I thought he was the white Mike Tyson. 
That motherfucker had the same kind of build, almost the same kind of power, maybe not the same kind of speed, but powerful as fuck. But, you know, the, the alcohol and the pussy, man. But, yeah, and being delusional, I mean, to never... That whole thing with AIDS, and he didn't have AIDS, and right, and and then and then he, because of the alcohol, he would get lazy and not train. But uh, yeah, if he if he if he would have really stuck to his guns, man, I could have. But in the end, the thing the, the the thing that got him was the pussy. It's what gets most men because it wasn't the alcohol. It was it was going out every night to try to recreate that yeah. kind of lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Rocky ladies, um, be, do, listen, do what I'm telling you now. <laughs> this is important. And if, and if, and if you sit next to him and at any point he just starts crying, don't do the woman shit and go, Oh, don't grab his hand. Don't console him. Just let him cry. Let him feel that. You know what I mean? Don't even, don't even let him see you out of his peripheral of you watching him. Keep your head straight. Have laser light focus like a man at a public <laughs> urinal. You stare at that fucking wall. You don't look over at any point. Just let him let him do his thing. You know, this is an important moment. You you stick by him through that whole marathon and never say shit. You, you get married. We'll, we'll figure out how to put more Rocky <clears throat> into our, our yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. But uh, okay, that's where I think that's where we ended anyway. But this is where we're beginning today anyway. But uh, number so that was thirty six. Number thirty five on our list. To uh, this is not our list. This is the list that we pulled off of the internet off of uh, Rankers. We will get to our list though. Uh, number thirty five is uh, Taxi Driver. You talking to me? You talking to me? Yeah, man. He been fucking with Scorsese. Him and Scorsese is like, uh, you know, what kind of good twosome relationship? But this is there. Yeah, this is a. Have you? Did you ever see it though? Yeah, dude, that film is so like when you really get into the film. Yeah, and you just think about, and this explains. You know, when people are always going, I don't know why someone would do something like that. But when you see this guy who really didn't understand life. Yeah. Like when he takes a girl out to a date to a porno movie, bro. You know, because to him it was just a movie. Right. To everybody else, it was something different. Right. Then you kind of see where we lose touch with pe- where people can be out on an island that we don't even right. see them on. But uh, this was a great movie. And you know that was when I when I see that movie that was uh that was gritty New York. That was nineteen seventy. That was, that was uh, motherfuckers was, get stabbed every every other day. New York. Nineteen seventy six. Yeah, that was that was when Times Square was you know. Yeah, when Hell's Kitchen was called Hell's Kitchen for a reason. Yeah, yeah, you caught you caught a disease just touching anything in New York. Uh, dude, I'm I'm telling you, I spend I go to New York a lot, and I miss 1980s New York when yeah. before, before Disney took it over. I miss that whole. Yeah, I know it's seedy. I know it's crunchy. <laughs> but New York had like there, there was something about like you had to be on your game when you were. In New oh York. yeah, it was its own. It was its own uh, death trap, man. But now you go to those same places and it's just Disney. Yeah, yeah. So it, it doesn't. It, not that I want it to get killed or see people getting right. killed, but there's that old nostalgia. But there's something missing from that. Like it's not that gritty city anymore. Well, it, it can it, depending on where you go. Yeah, but no, I get what you're saying. It it just yeah. doesn't, it lost a little of that vibe. Yeah, you don't get the sense of a mugging about to happen. Well, you don't get the sense that you. I mean, when you're looking at two giant M and M's. You don't, right, feel, right. you don't feel like you have to like you watch yourself. Yeah, like you, yeah. You, you but I, I will. I'll say I, I, I do often miss the street meat 
from New York, man. Them fucking shish kebabs, man. Yeah, I'm a red hot dog dude. Ah, oh, but that, that, that's, you get that anywhere. No, but they don't get it like that with the made in the water. And when it sits there for right, a few right, hours, right. that's a good hot dog. I, I like the snap. But yeah. but but man, I'm telling you, them motherfucking. I, I go to New York and get uh, both the beef, the beef and the chicken kebabs, and then drench the bread with the. I don't like the fact that now they, the bread they give you is a hot dog bun. Yeah, no, Back in like, the '80s, they used to give you a roll, you know, a roll, and douse that shit with hot sauce. Oh my god! Uh, do you ever have you ever had the chestnuts like during the? Uh, I can't fuck with that. They taste they like smell shit. great. They yeah, smell great. Tastes right. like shit. And I was all I was so excited the first time I was going right. to get those, and I just uh, no. Anyway, I, you know what else I fuck with um, that they didn't have back in the eighties, but they have them all over the place in New York now. Well, how you pronounce that shit? The Middle East, the halal, 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 the halal, the what? yellow rice, the halal, whatever that Middle Eastern shit is. I don't even know what you're, what you're saying. Well, they they serve the fucking the, the lamb and oh, the chicken. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking with about. With the gyro bread. Yeah. The halal, it's called something halal. I don't, I don't even know what it's. But dude, they, they, there's a fucking sauce, a hot sauce that they serve with that. I mean, you literally, all you need is a teardrop. I made the mistake of dousing my shit. I always like when you when you eat hot food. Oh. You never check first. Dude, I, 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 I put that shit in my mouth. Oh my God, it felt like I put it, I swallowed 10 lit cigarettes. No. That shit was serious. Dude, I grew up in a Mexican household. You check first. Oof. You, you got to know what you're putting Oof. in uh, all right. So, taxi driver and the streets of New York. That's one. Uh, thirty, but thirty-five. Do you feel that it was a better movie than that, or do you think it should be going up? Taxi driver. Yeah, that that feels like one of those uh, top twenty-fives. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, when we, get I to- think almost anything with Denzel, Al Pacino, De Niro, Nicholson, has got to be top twenty. Well, okay, we'll get through this. Yeah. We'll see where it's at. Uh, number 34, Terminator Judgment Day. That's the Terminator we didn't, 2. We didn't say that. But no. we did the first one. Yeah, the first one. Oh, that second one was... Very rarely are sequels better than the first. That topped the first. That 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 was the first time we saw that kind of CGI. So Godfather 2 could be better than Godfather 1. I always one. thought Godfather 1 was better. Okay, and then... Uh, a lot of people put 2 over Blade, 1. Blade, you put nah. his number... Blade 2, you put his number 1. Number 1. Terminator 2, you put his maybe number, number 1. Number 1. No, no, maybe 1. No, okay. Uh, what was what was the one before that? Oh, uh... Yeah, Godfather, when they killed Sonny, I was... Uh, that took me out of... Yeah, that, no, that, let's that not talk about that too oh, much, because okay. that's going to come up. Oh, okay, but I just okay, wanted, okay. I wanted, I wanted to know, like, uh, what's your feelings yeah. on those. But what, what about... Uh, what, what about the Rockies, though? Rocky won the best? Uh, I'm, a, I'm again, I'm going to quote Patrice. The better written movie, but the more entertaining movie, Rocky Three. Okay. From a pure popcorn experience. No, I, I just think it's interesting because these movies that we really like, like we're talking about right, right now, I, I like that. Like there's movies that come out and they make a lot of money and then they yeah. make the sequel and those yeah. we don't care about. But these movies that are like are are touch us like yeah. like as as dudes yeah. not so much. For the record, uh, my order with Rocky, uh, Rocky three is number one. Rocky five is number two. Rocky. Rocky 2 is number 3. Creed is number 4. Balboa is number 5. And Rocky 1 is number 6. 
All right, if you disagree with that, tweet that out and tell us what you think. Uh, let's go um, 33. This is a good movie, but I, I don't know if I, I won't, don't put it at 33. Die Hard. Top 20. You do? You be... Top fucking 20. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I have a hard time with movies that have those little lines in it, those little... Yippee-ki-yay, uh, motherfucker. Them, them action movies, you need those. Yeah, but I don't know if that's in my top... Uh, okay. Imagine if they... if. Uh, you switch some of those action stars around. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> See, that wasn't meant for Arnold. No, it wasn't. I'll be back. That sounds natural. Right. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Nah. <laughs> they fit right, man. But that first Die Hard was great, man. No, the first Die Hard, it was good. Yeah, that, was, was, that good. was great. It was good, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm putting it there. Okay. Uh, 32. This is, uh, I love this movie. The Usual Suspects. Uh, I haven't seen that in so long, dude. I got I got to refresh. I don't know if you're allowed to have a Kevin Spacey movie in the top thirty. Oh, that don't change the body of the work, no, baby. man. I, don't I don't think it does either. I think this movie was great, and Kevin Spacey was great in it. And uh, it's good thing that he wasn't. Kevin Spacey's never really made. He never really made bad movies. Man. No, it's just a good thing that he wasn't that Percival dude, or he wouldn't have been able to wrestle naked like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> thirty-one. I think this is a great mo- movie that introduced a lot of different things into the movies. Was the good, the bad, and the ugly? The western, yeah, the the spaghetti westerns. Yeah, that was my dad's favorite shit. I, I, that was my dad's. That's I, why I love it so much. I've never been a western dude except Tombstone. My dad, my my, my relationship with my stepfather was so tough that the only thing that that I, brought you together was like these and watching Ali fight. Those are the only things. Yeah, that those we had. those old school westerns, man. It just seemed. Boring. Really? I like don't. Tombstone to me was just just Val Kilmer's portrayal of Doc Holliday. Yeah. Hands down, one of the best performances ever. I think Val Kilmer does a great job of playing uh, real. Have you seen people. him now? Yeah. No, or seen him now, how he looks now? It, not just how he looks. I mean, yeah, like I saw this movie with Michael Fassbender uh, called Snow. Have you seen that? Uh-uh. Val is in that. Is he all fat and blown up? He he got that look where, what was the name of the movie critic that died between Siskel and Ebert? Yeah, remember how he looked all puffy, puffy. But then he had whatever went on where it looked like he lost weight, but yeah. his jaw, his yeah. neck was deformed. That's how Val Kilmer looks almost. It just like Jesus. he got big, and then he you know then he tried to lose weight. I don't know. Yeah, it looked like he got stuck somewhere between losing the weight and still having it. See, I always liked him, and when he was in. Uh, what was that? now? I can't remember the name of it. It was the comedy the first time I saw him, which was where he was a, a smart uh, kid. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Damn, I wish I could remember. I, right I, you know, I saw that movie in New York. Me and my sister walked to the Lowe's Theater from my eyes. Yeah, I definitely remember that movie. And uh, where's the popcorn? Yes, it yes. I, and I, I saw that movie, and I think two weeks later, we saw Howard the Duck. <laughs> Which was one of my favorite movies as a kid. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, no, those, those and I thought Falcon was great in that. And then I saw him when he played Jim Morrison in The Doors. Right. I thought he did a great job playing. Yeah. Like he gets into the character, whoever yeah, he's playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay, so after uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly is number 30, Jurassic Park. Oh, come on. Yeah, man. That's, that's what number is that? 30? 30. Yeah, man, that that uh, and I, you know, it's funny. I I, I saw where uh, every now and then one of my, my my favorite scene in Jurassic Park is when they first see that dinosaur, the way that plays and 
that music at the moment it felt as big as it was meant to feel and i and i remember i would read the comments on youtube and a lot of people felt like you know what once they got into jurassic park 3 and even this latest one they felt like you know the nostalgia like now they were trying to like make it like it's a horror movie yeah like that was people's childhood jurassic park and that that was on the same level as jaws the first time you saw Jaws one, ET, it was it was a it was a moment. Well, and you know we talked a little bit about this, and I don't know how many people will remember this, but when you talk about uh, actors becoming uh, a character of themselves, like yeah. Jack Nicholson or uh, 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 Al, Pacino, Al Pacino, yeah, this is kind of the beginning of where Jeff Goldblum kind of uh-huh. becomes that uh, character of right. himself. This is the beginning of it, right. the impetus of uh, him becoming that. So Jurassic Park, I liked a lot. And Elon Gold, comedian Elon Gold, you know who that is? He, he, he does the, the most amazing Jeff Goldblum you've ever seen. Oh, really? I uh, it's, it's, I, I used to, again, because, you know, I flirt around with sounds, you know, people's voices. Uh, you, you know, I can't yeah. get any further than that, yeah. but Jeff Goldblum, uh, I'll tell you, uh, there, there's something yeah. in that, uh, you yeah. know, uh, but that's as far as I can go, man, but he does a killer Jeff Goldblum, man. Dude, I Look it up on YouTube, Elon Gold. Elon Gold, I'm uh, I'm going to check it out. I wish I could do, I want to I want to do somebody eventually. I just want to have <laughs> one go-to guy that I can do, but it needs to be somebody a little bit eccentric like that. Uh, and you mentioned this just right now, number 29 is Jaws. Yeah, again, a moment movie. Yeah. That was, that was a moment. Dude, this ran in the theaters for over a year. Like, over oh, a year. Oh, yeah. It just ran in the theaters. Did you ever see the, the, the documentary on the making I of saw, that? I saw a few documentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were talking about how just uh, what a nightmare it was to make it. The shark never worked. It, it, think about if this movie didn't work, the shark didn't work, yeah. the tank. Do we have Steven Spielberg? Oh, Yeah. This was because this was the movie that I was, know, but when you listen, I think there are certain guys that are so good at what they do. You, you, like Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park, uh, it can't be contained. Uh, life uh, f- finds a way. Uh, it, it'll break boundaries. It'll, it'll, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, it just <laughs> that was but, good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Steven Spielberg, man, you can't, you can't contain him, man. Yeah, but. I, I know what you're saying. Well, and it was the time, too, because this was a lot of movies broke out this time. This is the same time as Star Wars. This yeah. is the same time as that all these. That we were going to this new age of filmmaking. I don't know if this is high talk. Um, but, dude, there was something I saw on Twitter one time. Not Twitter, YouTube. I would just be browsing sometimes. And it was, it was, it was, it was eerie. Like, there's this thing where they will show old pictures of people from the 30s the 40s maybe sometimes the 1820s who oddly and eerily look like celebrities today yeah and there was a couple pictures like there was one of jay-z and eddie murphy i'm telling you dude to the point where i'm just going here's my theory i think that when you die you come back in the next life and that's why certain people look like like you know what i'm saying like you come back almost as someone else but you're related to that person that's why the image is the same Damn, I just wish you could I, I, like, I, I don't want to come back as this no I'm not saying yeah. you come back and you know you're Andy Steinberg yeah. Yeah. but you come back as whoever you come back as 
But somewhere you're related to that, though. Somewhere you're someone else. You're someone else. But you and Stein, the new you and the old you, there's a correlation somewhere. Could be. That's why. That's why I'm saying, dude. I would love. But but then again, the theory on that is, as you come back, you keep going towards the future. I just would love it if I could be reborn and taste the seventies. No, I, we talked about this a little bit. I agree with you. Love to taste the fucking seventies, man. Like to be fucking twenty five, thirty in the seventies, man. That shit seems like it. that. That era, just before te- you know, smartphones and fucking caller ID and answer machines and fucking where you had to actually work a little bit to get shit done. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well. But you, the nice part about that is that you had a separation too. You worked to get shit done, but when you were done working, no one could get a hold of you. So you were out right, on your own, right? And you didn't have any, but you weren't attached. I to mean, anything. it would suck now, given what we know it can do, to not have a phone. No, I don't. And think you so. got to run to a payphone and have a quarter. I don't think so. I think I would. I'd be a great thing because I know how much. Think about how much more you work now because anyone can get a hold of you and tell you, "Oh, we have to do this really quick, really right. quick." It interrupts your day all day long. Right. Right. Uh, I would love a time when you could have just walked out for four hours and, you know, people knew, oh, I got his answer machine. Well, he'll right. call back when he gets home. Yeah. That, that, that was a nice thing. But I would love to go to a Funkadelic concert. I would oh. love to go see. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I put, here's my question. I, and you're answering it. But let me ask okay. you to make it official. If you could be in your prime in the 70s, what's the one thing you got to do? One thing I got to do? I know there's many, but just give me the, the number one on your list. Like, yo, I'm in the 70s. I'm young. I got to experience this because now where you being where you are now doesn't exist. What would you say you got to do? Dude, it, it sounds so stupid, but I would love to have gone in the 70s, not the 80s, in the 70s. I think I would have liked to have gone to uh, Studio 54. Give, give me three things, because that's too good to just say one thing. I would like to go on st- Studio before. I would have liked to see Dr. J uh, when he entered the NBA, or oh, the, the ABA, sorry, the one. ABA, anybody who's listening to me. And I'd like to go, I would have liked to have gone to Woodstock. All right, all right. That's a good white one. That, that is a good white one. Hey, I was thinking Hendrix, though, when I said that. Right. Because that's when he, isn't that, isn't that when he, yeah, he set his guitar on fire, he plays right. his, dude, that was... I just think that's an that that's a that's a moment where time shifts a little bit where <coughs> right. where culture culture it's a cultural shift. Right. But you know, I say that, and if I really had to sit down and think about it, it the seventies. Here's what's wrong with this whole idea, because knowing what we know now, how could you really even say that? Because going to San Francisco could be an amazing thing to spend some time in San Francisco. Mm. Going to New York. So if I really had to rephrase that, I would say to make sure I spend time in San Francisco. But New if York. You, but, but if you if you do Studio Fifty Four, you kill two birds. Yeah, because I'm in New York. Right. But San Francisco to see the beginning of Rolling Stone magazine start off. Right. Uh, see that whole uh, thing that was happening on Hate Ashbury. Right. I mean, I'm not a hippie or anything like that, but I would like to have That's seen just cool shit. shit to see yeah, the, to yeah. see where this shit begins because this is the roots of who we are now, right. and all the people that are making uh, laws that are against everything that we want to do are right. all these people who were there trying to start a new society and then fucking bailed out. Right. And it would be cool though to see what they what these people were like, right. what was going on, what was happening, and make this country the right. way that it was. Right. I would also like to. I, the other things in, I would like to go see Richard Pryor during his fucking prime. I'd Good love to be, one, right? Good one. What would you? What were your? What are your three? Uh, it's hard to do three. 
I know. Um, definitely want to do Studio 54. Uh, have to go see Ali Frazier. Oh, that's a the really first good one, one at the Garden. That's a real to good see one. Ali, Ali live in action. Uh, and then my last one would be to sniff cocaine and fuck Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, the first one, was sexy than a motherfucker. I gotta fuck a white woman in the seventies and do cocaine. That's that's what it has to be. You know, I forgot one that I would do, but and this is a really good white one. Right. I'd want to go to CBGB's at the at the height. Yeah, you of can do the, that by yourself. That's yeah. that hard. It's cool. That, that's that shit. punk rock shit. Yeah, I might not make it out of there alive. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that would be great to go see. Because I think there's something sexy to me about that disco era. That disco era was great, and I still and and disco music when as much as people uh, like I was I was. Uh, 11 i think i was in sixth grade when like disco music was really uh to the peak where people started hating it at that time but it's never gone away it's in the background of every uh, of a lot of music that we hear today yeah i i i still love that sound yeah Oh yeah, dude. That that's a good one. Let's let's get back, boy. That's oh, you that know what? almost could be another it topic. Could. Dude. We could break down the seventies. Yeah, man. Yeah, the seventies and the eighties. Do like that the VH1 early 80s? show. Yeah. I love the eighties. Yeah. Because there's so much stuff that I, I, I wish that I hadn't I, I wish I would have had the opportunity to do. And right. I and I had a little bit of it because I did go to New York in the early eighties mm-hmm. and I got to see some of it, but it was at like the end of CBGB's and I, I went by and I don't even know who was there and I didn't even right. go in. Um but I, I did get in Studio Fifty Four. It wasn't there anymore. Uh, it wasn't. It was happening sometimes, but the Palladium was the right. one that was happening, and that that just that was the alt. It was cool though. I mean, the Palladium was cool as fuck too, but uh, not the same. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we got twenty nine. We got to get to twenty eight, which I think you're gonna love this one because this is yeah. this is one of my favorite. It's a seven. Oh. I think it's under, oh. I think that's way too low at twenty eight to be honest. Yeah, yo, that's in the top twenty. Kevin Spacey returns. Yo, let me tell you, man. And if, if you if you you're not fucking human if you haven't seen Seven at this point. But if you haven't, <laughs> go see this. That is one of the greatest. Fuck. First of all, the performances. All great. Morgan Freeman kills it. Pitt kills it. Spacey kills it. The fact that you don't even know who the guy is until the end, great. Uh, and, you know, I think sometimes pretty people get this rap. Like, oh, you're too pretty to be able to get down and dirty, which is why Halle Berry so badly wanted to do Monster's Ball. Are we still recording? Yeah. Okay. Why well, she still wanted to do Monster's Ball because she had had this reputation of being this so ridiculously gorgeous gal. She wanted to show people that she could get ugly and she had even proven that already in jungle fever when she played the crackhead girlfriend of sam jackson so i think sometimes people look at pretty people like you look at brad pitt and you go, ah, he's such a pretty boy pitt, pitt got dirty in that movie and he 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 debunked whatever myth that may have existed if any in case you thought can this pretty motherfucker really act dude and to you people, and I've read a couple of your comments on the YouTube clip that said his scene in the end was overacting. It's in the box. Go fuck yourselves. Let me tell you something, man. The, the, the way when it's starting to register in his head, what just went down? When when Morgan, was it true? No, it's in the box. No, tell me he's lying. And, and, and you could see Morgan like, fucking dude, he, it's real. 
And when when that pain registers on Pitt's face, where it's like, fuck, this is real, and he can't handle it. And at one point, his eyes water up. He's squinting. He, 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 the camera's right on his face. He looks at Spacey. He looks at Morgan. He's looking off in the distance. He's still not getting it, but he's understanding what the fuck. And at one point, they, they do like a quick flash cut to Gwyneth Paltrow's face and then quickly back to him. She's pregnant. Her head is in a fucking... At one point, he just goes, oh, God. Like the pain, the gut-wrenching pain that comes from him. I said, this motherfucker's dope, man. And and I and that's again, that's one of those moments where I went, I'm not an actor. I'm a guy who tries to act. I'm not an actor. Because I can't do that. If you had that many lines, you had a good director and you had it put together, you would have you you would make the right choices. Dude. Then that's something I don't know. I think because I'm telling you right now, man. I think without a doubt that would happen. I I I I I, I, like comedy for me and for you it's like sneezing for us it's like breathing for us it's, it's just natural it just we do it it's what feels right when I'm on stage and a situation presents itself for me to improvise and I, it's like Michael Jordan used to say I see the gaps in the defense I know where to you know where to attack to be effective that acting shit seven brother and that and that fucking speech between Kevin Spacey and Brad Pitt in the car on the way. Is and how he breaks that down. Sit back and shut your mouth, you fucking freak. You ain't no messiah. You're a movie of the week, a fucking t-shirt at best. And they cut to Morgan, who's really not saying nothing. But even his silence and the looks he gives to Pitt. It's just levels of act. That's a level of acting, dude. That's, whoa, Jesus Christ. No, and it kept you, it kept you in. I have... Very few movies get me to lean in yeah. and just sit there the whole movie. Yeah. And they filmed it gritty looking too. And it was too. dark and yeah. gritty and dirty. Yeah. It was, oh. And, and Denzel passed up on that. They offered the pit role to Denzel. He said he thought it was too dark. Really? Yeah. That would have been interesting. And Stallone too. That would have been, I wouldn't like Stallone. No. That's why, you just say, even casting is such an art form. But. Hey, what's in the box? No, what's in the box? You lie. But you, you know you. Uh, All right, what's in the box? Huh? <laughs> no, you lie. Like, hey, what's in the box? All right, I want to know what's in the box. What's in the box? Tell me what's in the box. Go ahead. That that would that would have been an interesting uh, choice for that movie. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but all, all actors and all, they all put their own spin on how they do their character. Like, uh, and and I think we we might have said this before. Um, Beverly Hills Cop is uh, Cobra. Yeah, Stallone just rewrote it. Yeah, and took out the any of the humor, and mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy did it as a uh, right as a humorous piece. Yeah, and uh, well, we know which one. You know. Yeah, the history of that shit is interesting, man. Yeah, when you start breaking it down, but like seven that. definitely in the top twenty. Yeah, I don't see how that didn't get in there. Uh, number twenty-seven, Titanic. Oh, give me a fucking break! That should be at the bottom of the oceans list of a, a visual a, a cinematic experience but not not the story i want to hear and uh brent ernst does this uh joke about uh titanic is women's rocky <laughs> but did you ever hear brent, brent no, ernst joke about it no. about uh how uh 
how when she dies, now she goes up the stairs. And even though she was married to that guy all right. those years, right. and you know, he had a family and kids, right. and then she dies and she goes back to Leonardo. Yeah, what a fucking whore! They like she, was, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's that was his his take right. on it. I, he didn't say whore. I don't think I don't. And wanna... Billy Zane. The only thing I really loved about that movie was Billy Zane, which I still will say to this fucking day. Batman versus Superman. Take out Jesse Eisenberg and put in a bald Billy Zane. That, that is been. Lex Lu. That Billy Zane. Billy Zane's voice. He has that Lex. Have you ever seen the the Superman cartoons? Whoever does that Lex character, the voice. Yeah, that's Billy Zane. That 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 stare. That Superman. He just. I thought that should have been him. Billy. See, I like Billy Zane a lot, but, but what does he do? I mean, you know, he was in a couple of, you know. But, you, you know, sometimes, and we understand this business enough to say that, but to understand that sometimes we're wait, people are waiting to get a part. Right. And other times people are, are waiting to find a part that they want. Right, 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 right. And I don't know which one And if one you Billy's, wait too long, yeah. you might not get anything. I don't know which one Billy Zane is, though. Yeah, man. I, I think he, I'd love to see him in more. You know, that scene in Titanic where after she was hanging out with Leonardo DiCaprio, in the bottom of the whatever where the where the peons hang out and that next morning they're having breakfast and you could tell he's pissed about it and she goes he he says something about to her and she's basically saying to him i'm not one of your factory workers in your shop you know you got to talk to me with respect i'm your fiance and he goes my my my, my fiance and then he flips the fucking table over and gets in her face and he says something to the extent of, you are my fiance and therefore by law my wife. And you will obey me the way a wife is supposed to. And it just, it's, it's an intense moment, man. You I sh- loved it. You sure you want to go back to the 70s or do you want to go to the 50s? I think he to would do 50s. good. The 50s. That's where, where you could be the, the dude who was always in. I, you'd like that man-woman relationship where the dude is 100% in charge. Yeah, and I could be hanging from a tree too, nigga. <laughs> in the 50s. Depends where you're living in the 50s. I gave you a choice. You can pick where you live. No, no. I live from the 70s up. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. As long as much as I would like to meet Dr. King, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> uh no, number 26 Inception. That was that Leonardo DiCaprio movie where you yeah. had to be on LSD to follow that where everything was moving crazy? Yeah, that Yeah, I I, I bailed out on that. It Sometimes that seven is better than that. I I would agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly and I think Inception was a good movie, but I mean Sometimes you have to work really hard to watch a movie, and that movie, and you shouldn't have to. No. Some, with some movies, yeah. I mean, most of this shit is popcorn and Pepsi. Like, but the idea of it that you could go into a dream, into a dream, into a dream was a cool idea. Yeah, we do it every night when we go to yeah, sleep, trying to find reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called sleep, which means that this could be a dream right now. Right, but I would think that I would have a better dream than the one that I've been dreaming up. Yeah, with. that no, that, what fucking Inception. All right, twenty five. Citizen Kane. Don't know about that. I mean, just because nah, I just don't know about it. I, I don't know. I know it's like some sort of. It's Orson Welles. Yeah, it's like movie. some historic. Uh, yeah. It's like a legendary kind of movie. It's where a director really started to not just look. He started to look past what was available to him. And, right. And uh, it's a very interesting movie. I like Citizen Kane. And for cinematic reasons, I would keep it in top 25. I think 25 right. is a great place for it. Number 24, The Shining. I saw that when I was a kid, and I haven't seen it since. Not because it scared me, just I haven't seen it since. I got to see it again. 
You don't, you don't have anything I, else? I, other than Jack Nicholson's head coming through the door. Dude, I love this movie. And I, I watched I it remember. several times. I, I still watch it. Shelley Duvall always kind of freaked me out a little bit because she's so... She just looks weird. My favorite movie that Shelley Duvall was ever in was Popeye. Popeye. That, that, was, that, was that a, suited her though. That yeah, character, yeah. That and, and Robin Williams. That was my. That's my childhood. And she wasn't scary in that. Yeah. That she fit. But no, Scatman <clears throat> Crothers though. Do you remember him? Who? Scatman Crothers. No. He's the black dude in The Shining that comes to to you know that comes to get him. He know he can he can he has the shine. The black man in The Shining sound like he uh he has the shining shoes. Too. He recognized the uh, kid has the shine. Oh. And he has the shine. They can see this bad shit happening. <coughs> yeah, I, I got to re- refresh. Yeah, you need to see that. That one, I think, is in the top 25. Uh, number 23, Braveheart. Uh, my, my, I'm, I'm only pausing because it should be in the top 20. I'm just wondering where. Um, but that's, that's, that's one of Mel's finest. That's the movie that... And, you know, that's a hard kind of movie for me to watch. Because anything that's, you know, a period piece, period piece uh, you know, like a period piece in terms of race, I can always get into. But, you know, some foreign fucking country, uh, you know, yeah, but but that 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 holds it. This is the movie that made me realize that it doesn't it's not about the person who plays the part. It's about the part that they played. Yeah. Whether or not uh, like when I'm, when I'm saying about racism or sexism or whatever it is. If someone who I find out later is a racist yep. or a sexist or whatever, but they played an exceptional part, I have to separate the art and make that the artist did this. The mm-hmm. person is a completely different person mm-hmm. than than the artist. And Braveheart did that for me. With Mel Gibson was awesome in that movie. What's wrong with him? Under your brain? Can't you see it's a trap? It's a great movie. Yeah, I have to wake you up in the morning, boy. That's again. This. Uh, Talk about acting that makes me feel like I can't act. That scene uh, where Mel goes for the you know one of those big fucking field fights, and he gets betrayed by Robert the Bruce. Yeah, and he knocks. And Robert the Bruce ha- has on that outfit where he's got the whole fa- head covered yeah. with the tin thing, so you can't see his face. But Mel knocks him off the horse puts the knife to his throat, about to kill him, and then when the mask comes off, he sees it's Robert the Bruce. And Mel just zones out. He's, he's so destroyed by this by this betrayal. He's just sitting there in the dirt, this glossy look on his face, almost like you can see him welling up in tears. And he's so fucked up as the enemies are coming to kill him, he, he doesn't care. And he's just sitting there, days like looking off into space. And again, to be able to portray that kind of emotion with no dialogue, just a look, I went. I'm not an actor. It's it's it's. Dude, the director helped me be an actor. Do you know in? Uh, not that this is going to count for anything, uh, but in uh, <laughs> uh, Animal House. With, uh, John Landis. Yeah, and John Belushi had that. That was his first role. Right. I think it was his first role. He uh, he had a bunch of dialogue in that movie, right? And John Landis took it all away from him. Why? Because he wanted him to act with his face and with his presence, and that's why he lost all those lines. And it wasn't to demean his character to lower him, right? It was to bring out the actor that's inside of him. But but I'm but it but he's still doing a comedy. He's still doing what's in his blood. Yeah. So I, I get what that what that's about. 
but he's still doing what comes natural to him. Now, if you if this was a straight drama, right? That's a different thing, man. That's a different thing. Well, but you, hopefully you get the right director. Uh, number twenty two, Apocalypse Now. I'm gonna be in trouble here because I never saw it. How did you never see that? I know movie? that's one of those where it's like, dude, are you kidding me? You know, when you're naming actors that you have to see the movies, Robert Duvall is one of those actors. And Robert Duvall, yeah, in that movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. to mention, it, it, Mar- isn't isn't uh, Marlon Brando. Charlie Charlie Sheen? Yeah, yeah. And Marlon Brando's in that movie, but he I'm, plays the sketchiest character in that movie. De Niro's not in that, right? No. Okay, I'm thinking of something else. Uh, I, you know what? I, it's funny to me, though. This is the only thing that's funny to me. It has nothing to do with movies. But there was a girl the other night. I forgot where we were. And Oh, no. It was at your, the show. And you were talking to her. She was fucking not trying to heckle. She was just a loud talker right. in the front row. And you go, what are you drinking? She goes, Coppola, Coppola, Coppola wine. Right. Same family as Francis Ford Coppola, the one who made this movie. It's Coppola yeah. wine. I don't know why anybody, they have a problem pronouncing the wine. Because they read the bottle and they make it some other name. Right. I don't understand. But, I, but they probably don't make the connection between Francis Ford Coppola and the, and the bottle. It's Coppola. It's, it's, his, it's his vineyard. Oh, it's his shit? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's his shit. And his, his <clears throat> I got I to gotta make a list of movies that I haven't seen that I'm supposed to have seen. Well, put that one on there. That's the right. top. Uh, this one you probably hadn't seen either. Cal- Casablanca. Of course not. Dude. You got to go back and see. Uh, the, uh, Again, the period, the black and white. The only black and white movies I really got into were by James Cagney. And that's because my father loved James Cagney. Cagney. You know what I mean? So yeah. other than him, that era, even though sometimes I, I get I get real <sighs> gayish. And sometimes I think, you know, during the wintertime and the snows on the ground, I'd love to be shacked up with some lady. And cozy socks and watch black and white movies. There you go. Well, find that moment. You know. Uh, okay, so we're going to go 20. Now we're in the top 20s. Okay. Where are we time-wise? How okay. much time we got left? Let's get to 15 on this one. We'll get to the... Get, oh, do five more? Yeah, we'll do five more. All right. And then we'll be on, on this podcast. We were going to do more on this podcast. We're going to talk about the Oscars. I don't know who's going to win. It's not important. I don't. Give a fuck. Okay. If Black Panther, if Wakanda don't ain't nominated. Okay, but here's the thing: the the, the cinematographer for uh, right. Black Panther, she is up for an award for some. Oh, is she really? And I saw the movie. I didn't see the movie. I saw some of the. You didn't see what movie? Oh God, I'm not going to remember the name of the movie. And I'm. Oh, you you don't talk about Black Panther though. No, no, no. You saw Black Panther. Yeah, this is the, <clears throat> the movie that she did for this year's Academy right. Award, uh, the uh, Oscars. Right. And. She is um, the cinematography is amazing. She's, is that right? She's what she did in her, you know, and this is where you you start to if you do do a little research, you appreciate things. You know, one of the things that made Black Panther so good that I didn't even think about. It mm. doesn't look like a car, like a like a superhero movie. Like she, the way she filmed it, right? And those colors that we talk about are so vibrant. We right. they were believable. They weren't mm-hmm. just like superheroed on us. Right. Uh, she's awesome, and I hope she wins uh, her award. But I, I, I wish you I know. For the her. record, uh, uh, Black Panther's at nine hundred million. It's good. If it's 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 going to go down in the top ten biggest selling movies of all time. No, it's not possible because white people won't come out and see a movie with all black cast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't freeze. I never freeze. <laughs> Uh, it, this is it, it cracks me up. White people won't do that. They and I guess they don't come out to basketball games to see the best athletes playing basketball either. 
or maybe go to um, go see a musician, right. I'd probably be the best musician. Right. Uh, Dude, you know what you got to see? Uh, I don't know if you've, I'm assuming you haven't seen it. The documentary sport. Are you in the sports documentaries a lot? Yeah. I like, uh, Did you ever see the one with Larry Bird and Magic Johnson? Yeah. The, the Lakers, the three, that three. Episodes? No, not that one. Oh, the other. One, I forget what it's called. Maybe I haven't seen it. But it was on HBO, and there was one specifically no, about not it. that one. I saw that one. One about I'll I'll get the name and and, and text it to you. You gotta see that one. Who man. is the better basketball player, Larry Bird or my? Or, oh, shit, uh, even Larry Bird said Magic Johnson. Okay. But, yeah. So you're just gonna agree with him? Well, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Who, it, it was somebody taking a three pointer at the end of the game. Oh well, Larry. Okay. You know, he's the best one of the best three point shooters I, ever. I just, I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know what you thought. But overall, overall Magic. Yeah, because well, Magic can play center and point guard. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not disagreeing. I just want to know. But, oh, okay. You know, uh, you're just trying to test me. I'm just trying to All see right. if, if your if your uh, if your ideas. I'm always picked the nigga first. I, I, I pick Manu but, Bowl. But over. I wanted to see if you would you if you if there's something obvious <laughs> if you would go and you right did. right right okay. Um, Manute Bowl. Jeez. <laughs> I'll pick Manu Bowl over Larry Bird. Jeez, that dude. That that's a great career just to be a tall guy who had a little bit of coordination to be able to yeah. in the NBA. Um, number twenty. I don't know if you've seen this movie. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see if you did. Uh, One flew over the cuckoo's nest. If I did, I was so young I don't remember it, and I was too young to appreciate it. I, I'm I hadn't seen it in a long time, <clears throat> and about a year ago I watched right. it again. You know what? The difference between movies back then and movies now. To me, is that the uh, we're so focused on telling the story of the primary characters in these movies today because it, it, the movie has so many different things going on. I mean, the cinematography now is different, and we really focus on the lead characters. But the the, the one flew over the cuckoo's nest. The other characters, right. all the characters, and Danny DeVito's in this movie, which is great too. But yeah. all the other characters. Uh, make this movie so unbelievable with just enough character development in each of those characters to really feel and experience what this movie's about. Right. And that storytelling isn't done as much anymore in Hollywood. This is really a good movie. I really enjoyed that movie. Mm. Uh, and there's a lot behind it between um, um, who was the director, um, who, pr- who produced the movie, not the director, the uh, producer. Uh, I'm not going to remember the name of it. Uh, yeah, well, um, uh, Michael. Uh, his dad was Kirk, Kurt, uh, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas and Kurt right. Douglas. Kurt Douglas wanted to play the lead in this, and there was a big family feud because Kurt Douglas played it on stage, mm. and he was too old to really play it in the movie now. Right. There was a big feud between those two at the time. So there's a lot more to these movies, but I, I like the background mm. stories even as much as the movie. Number 19, I never saw this, The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I think, I think and, I, and I'm looking at the list as you have it, and I see that Lord of the Rings 2 is number 18. I, I think some yeah. of these, I think, I think those movies are getting that because visually and like there's a, it, you're looking at something on screen that feels epic. Right. Um, but I think there's a geek factor to those movies and, and either a geek factor or a kid factor. Like, like, you know, I saw them and for what they are, what the, 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 the visuals and the epicness i get it um but motherfuckers with hairy feet and pointy ears and like if i was a kid that would blow me away 
the monsters and the CGI and the special effects. But as a, as a grown man, uh, there's a geeky factor that I think you have to have to fully enjoy that, where you the type to dress up to go see the shit. Or you got to be a kid. I, that that yeah. for me, you know. I just couldn't get into it. I watched the Harry Potter films. I just, those two. Those. And listen, I'm sorry not to cut you off. I get it. Star Wars is a religion. It's a religion. And I like them. But if I'm being honest, you know, my again, my childhood, the 80s, Star Wars 1, Empire Strikes Back, which I think is always the best one of all of them. Um, Return of the Jedi, eh. but those three—that's my childhood. So yeah, yeah if, if, it, if 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 those movies had come out now, I wouldn't give a fuck. You don't but, think so? No, not at all. But because those those three came out when I was a kid, I was hooked. But if those if all the Star Wars movies came out right now in my thirty late thirties and 40, early forties, I wouldn't care. I only care because it affected me. As a kid, so I'm like, "Fuck! I'm I'm already three movies in. <laughs> I might as well keep seeing them." Yeah, I just even when I go see the new ones, I feel like I'm pretending to care. Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't see the new ones to be honest with the Star right. Wars. I, I I saw I saw the first three, and then I saw right. the last two right. that have come out. But I didn't see that middle one where it got really CGI and right the the weird characters. I really didn't. Again, like, and you just said something earlier about. The 70s in comparison to that. Now it's so CGI. I've heard people say that it's too CGI. Yeah. They liked it back when it, you could tell it wasn't a CGI puppetry. The effects weren't as sharp. It felt more honest. Yeah. There's something, uh, they went back and uh, they, um, George Lucas wanted to clean up some of the some of the look of the uh, uh, the New Hope Star Wars, which mm-hmm. is is that four? I think that's number four because the numbers aren't right. But yeah, uh, the New Hope, and he took the the land speeders, right? And what they used to do, so you wouldn't see the tires, is they just put some Vaseline on the on the lens ne- on the negative, so you didn't see oh, the, wow, so you didn't see the it would be blurry, right? And they went back and cleaned that up with CGI. And, and why I, would you have to do that? I don't know. Because, like, why are you fucking with something that doesn't need it? Because he wanted it to be perfect. That was one of the reasons I, I think that he sold it finally is because he was he was his worst addict in, in the right. movie. But I I love all that. And, and and the idea to be that ingenious to do whatever it took to make it look right. real. Because he was already leaps and bounds. Because they didn't have... Uh, he invented everything that we have right. going in, in this modern technology of film. And I guess he just didn't like how lowbrow or how it just didn't have that look to him. And I think it's, I think that's what makes it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, look, even when I watch it now um, and, you know, sometimes I get on my God slash religion trip uh, that I often tweet about, but there's a part in, uh, Empire Strikes Back where Luke Skywalker is trying to get his spaceship out of the swamp and Yoda breaks down the force which and I would love for if if there's any Star Wars geeks out there or anybody listening to email me Spears 45 at Hotmail tell me your theory or if I'm right or wrong but the way he breaks down what the force is and I get a little choked up because it makes sense to me if that's what it is where he's basically saying, like, God is the force, you know? Not this cruel matter. It's around us. 
it surrounds us. It, the tree, the rock, it breeds us. And then finally, when Yoda, because, you know, Luke can't get the thing out. He's basically telling Yoda, you're full of shit. So Yoda gets the fucking ship out of the swamp. And Luke is like, I don't believe it. And that is why you fail. I'm like, is that a metaphor for God and life? And you know what I mean? Like, it, it ain't it ain't the physical what you can touch and see. It, it's the belief. It's God is the the, the trees. It's it's the it's the earth. It's what's around you. And when you believe in it, that's the force. We'll keep thinking this because we're going to get to those here as we go on through this yeah. list. Um, so we got the Lord's Ring nineteen and eighteen. Uh, like I'm, I don't put them there at all, uh, but that's just me. Fuck the Lord of the Rings. Uh, but it didn't. It didn't move me that way. Uh, I think Seventeen is a great film. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, I think that's in the top ten. It's a really good film. Yeah, I think that's in the top ten. It's the first film that you saw a chick get come put in her hair. Uh, well, not for me. Technically, I've seen about. <laughs> a, I've seen a lot of those. Not rated X films. Oh, okay. Yeah, then you're right. Yeah. <laughs> And he pays for that move. Uh, number 16. This one's hard for me to put into the top 20. No fucking way that belongs in there. Yeah. Back to the future. Back to the future. I gave you this list. You could have went over it. Uh, Back to the future is it's a great, great film to watch, to enjoy, to sit on your couch, eat some pizza, pull up your top kid, 70. Get your kid who's never seen it top before. Top 70. Somewhere in the 70s. It's quotable. The Get the faster, fuck out of here. But I wouldn't put it into no the top way. 25, top 30, maybe maybe the 50. I don't know. Number 15, Gladiator. Is this why you're here? Are you entertained? Uh, I love Gladiator, but I don't know that it goes above some of these other movies and you know what i could i could very easily switch out number 15 gladiator for number uh, 23 braveheart yeah definitely so definitely so that's where we'll leave it yeah you want to leave it there yeah we'll leave it there yeah uh so we're on gladiator we're going to come back at number 14 so we got 14 more to go we got 14, and then we'll start talking about our list. Uh, and, guys, we uh, we really enjoy this. So, I, I I mean, I hope you guys do. And uh, let's take more time than we one thing, one thing, out. One thing that we got to talk about, because uh, I tweeted it out today. And like I said, I put the fishing line out there, and I'm, I got a bite. Worst accents in movies. Okay. We'll get to that. All right. You can follow me on. Uh, Tell the truth. <laughs> Tell the truth. Do you know what that is? No, I, I ain't even gonna say. Those listening don't get it. No, what that 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 one that one was like if there was a list based on the response, that's number one. Really? Yeah. Tell the truth. All right, I'm gonna leave it there, dude. All right, you can follow me at andycomedy.com. All my social media is at the top. You can uh, uh, check me out anywhere. I, I, I prefer Instagram. Aries. Uh, Aries Spears 45 at Hotmail for all things emails. Uh, Twitter at Aries Spears. Uh, free Pandora, Aries Spears. Uh, YouTube, Aries Spears. Hit subscribe. Instagram official, tag me. Um, Facebook, Aries Spears. 
And San Jose, we loved it. We had a good time. I like this theater. It's pretty interesting. It, yeah. It's a club theater slash, I don't know. It's it's trying to it's figure itself out. But it is cool. It's a cool place. We really appreciate it. Love seeing here. all you overweight, fat Latino bitches <laughs> who forced yourselves in these outfits you got no business fucking wearing. Uh, God damn it, ladies. All of y'all can't fucking. Come on, man. Wear the appropriate drawers. Put that, put that belly away. You hurt niggas with that. Did you? Did you? You saw that see-through skirt that that girl was wearing. Oh goodness! Oh, <laughs> looked like a fucking. Uh, What's the name of the bar that we went to? The Tre- Tres Gringos. Yep, we, we Tres Gringo, which were very nice to us. Thanks oh, you guys for letting us hang out there. Bitch, look like a baby rhino in a lingerie piece. In San Diego, we'll be seeing you next week. Yeah, San Diego, downtown San Diego's gas lamp district. It's the, it's the shit. It's the shit. We're looking forward. We got a good run, man. All right. See you guys next week.